Hello, hello. What's going on, Jonathan? What's going on? Not much, man. What's going on, Vince? What's up? Just waiting for Paul. What's going on, Paul? What's happening, John? Thanks for having me. All right, no worries, man. Appreciate everybody tuning in. And this is the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast Show. Welcome to the show. Got a packed house. And uh, let's get right into it. So the first question is, how do you think Randall Cobb will fit with Dallas? And I'm going to start with my boy, Paul. Go ahead, Paul. You know, as a 2 to Amari Cooper, I feel like, you know, he can have a bit of an impact. I know he's coming off a uh, injury-plagued season. But, you know, Randall Cobb, is he's always been at least a reliable receiver. So I feel like it could – I mean, the, the Cowboys – passing offense with Dak is always a little iffy. So, I think anything to help out Dak could, uh, you know, help him a lot. And I hope, you know, Dak, I mean, actually, I don't because I hate the Cowboys. But, you know, if Dak wants to progress, he needs to work on his downfield throwing. He's a good thinking dunker, but that's about it. What about you, Vince? What you think? That's yeah, going to be interesting because, you know, it, I feel like they signed him because, well, he might take up Cole Beasley's place. But, you know, remember, Alan Hearns is still hurt. Remember that. So that's going to be interesting if he's going to, you know, still be the same. But I, I like the move. You know, they got Amari Cooper. You know, they got Gallup. And, you know, they got um, – he's probably going to replace Beasley. So I, I like the move. It's a one-year deal. back. Oh, so, yeah. So, right. I forgot about that. So, I mean – yeah, well, I mean, watch out for the Cowboys. I mean, I think their offense is going to be good. I mean, I, I think so. But, I mean, I think it's a good move either way. What do you think, Jonathan? Yeah, I like Randall Cobb uh, joining the Dallas Cowboys. I think he's that uh, he adds an extra dimension for them. I think, uh, you know, he's a dynamic weapon. And, you know, he's an incredible playmaker. I think they can make things happen with him, and there's no excuses now. I think Dak has – the right pieces around him to uh, make something happen with that offense and it's going to be interesting to see what the Dallas Cowboys can do next season. Remember, their defense was on top of their game last season and now with this, maybe this would help this offense uh, take off and play more consistently. Yeah, Demarcus Lawrence might not play this season. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. So that's going to be tough on them, man. But my take on... uh... Him, Randall Cobb joining the Cowboys. Basically, he's replacing Cole Beasley, and I think Cobb's a little bit better, in my opinion. Third down to ten, he'll get get the big catches when he needs to, man. It's going to be a great season for the Cowboys. We'll see. I mean, you don't got Aaron Rodgers throwing in the ball now. Yeah, no, but it's the, uh, who knows, man. Dak Prescott's a very underrated quarterback, in my opinion. Uh, he's all right. He's iffy. Yeah. I see him, I see him twice a year. He's, oh, yeah. Forgot he's you're a Philly really guy. You're a Philly guy, so you you watch him. Yeah, feel it. Well, he's had an impressive rookie season, so maybe he'll yeah. show up this year. But that was built that was built on their run game and their offensive line, and True. all he was doing all he was doing was dinking and dunking the ball from five yards down the field. But I mean, he made the right plays. Like he's like a he's like a a step above a game manager. Would you agree with that? Yes, yeah. I would totally agree with that. Well, him and Amari Cooper were clicking gas last year, so I, yeah, I, I guess they got the guys. definitely worth a first-round pick for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And also, um, how do you think Martez Burfitt's going to fit with the Raiders? Who are you asking? Me? Yeah, you. Um, at first... Sorry. At first, I wasn't sure because... Um, 
You know how he had them problems with Antonio Brown? Yeah. Um, he's a dirty player and all. But, you know, he's that type of guy that I guess if you play against him, you hate him. But if he's on your team, you love him because, you know, he's like he is a dirty player. But it's like that type of player that, like, it almost scares you to play against him. You know what I mean? Because cause you never know, like, damn, is he going to break my leg or something? So I think he adds an intimidation factor, and he just fits that Oakland, like, attitude motto. So, honestly, I think it's a good pickup. And I think if there's a coach that's good for him, John Gruden's that. What do you think, uh, Jonathan? Yeah, Oakland is known for uh, signing renegade players. Uh, they've done this before. This is nothing new. And if uh, if he could fit in somewhere, it's definitely with the Raiders. John Gruden is the coach. I think he'll keep him calm. Uh, you know, if he does something out of the ordinary, I think Gruden will get on his case. But I do think this is a good pickup because he is intimidating and he does scare you. And I think this is great for the Raiders moving forward forward and it will definitely benefit their defense only if he stays out of trouble now if he's constantly you know a, a problem child like he was in Cincinnati then Cut this him. won't work and it won't last too long but I think again he's under the right coaching staff that would help him you know uh, stay focused and go out there and just play the game what did you think, Vince? Well, two things. One is this this team makes more sense for hard knocks, in my opinion. But anyway, second is um, is um, I, I'm not surprised because obviously you know perfect signed there because many uh, because of Bob got there. He was a defensive coordinator for the Bengals, and obviously perfect was doing well with that system. So, and I'm not surprised. It's it's, it's the Raiders. They signed Alden Smith. And now he's gone, so I'm not surprised. And, uh, and I think Jonathan is right. It, uh, it's the Raiders. I mean, I mean what, do you, what do you expect? Bad players go to the Raiders. And that's a fact. So, I mean, this team makes sense for hard knocks. And that's a fact. And I think they should be the favorites. Vince, 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 did you say bad as in, like, a bad person? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. What about you, John? What do you think? Yeah, I totally agree with everybody's um, points and stuff. But uh, if, I think... Paul's right. If John Gruden can bring him under his wing and and talk to him and let him, I think John Gruden's gonna let Burfitt go through those growing pains so he can learn. But he hasn't been learning though. But still, John Gruden's the type of coach that can get him to stop doing those things. He was productive though and a good player in Cincinnati. You can't deny. With yeah, all was. the antics aside, even with all the antics, like like I said, I feel like that's what makes him him. Like. You play against players like that, like it scares you. Yeah, we got to see him twice uh, a lot this year because he's in our division. Yeah, yeah but he caught he cost he, he break your best player's leg. Or something. Yeah, but he cost the Bengals that playoff game. He did not do that. The Bengals would have won against the Steelers, in my opinion. But go ahead. Yeah. Very, very true. He could be. He could. He could either make you or break you. He could be a detriment to your team. Yep. Now, the question I want to ask everybody. This one's for uh, Jonathan. How do you like the new NFL rule change? You know what? It's interesting to me. Uh, you know, I think it gives a coach more leeway to uh, challenge a, a play that they might not like, that they might disagree with. And it could benefit, you know, the team that, uh, you know, is looking to uh, have the play go get called in their favor. 
you know. So I don't know. You you know, you can either be with it or against it. And I think if your team is down a touchdown and if it looks like passing interference to you, you're gonna be with it. If you're the opposing team, you're not gonna agree with it. Uh, it's gonna either work or it's not. Uh, but it's an interesting rule change. And you know what? I'm just a little concerned that it might slow down the game a bit. Go ahead, Vince. My thoughts about the new rule is good question, John. It, is this is um, uh, it's gonna be really interesting with the media says tomorrow actually because I, I because I kind of agree with Chris Sims. It's gonna take the game so slow because listen, referees listen they make mistakes all the time. So I, and I get it from the Saints perspective. But I mean, and I get it. Let me stop you what? real quick. Yeah, you, yeah. You only get uh three challenges, so I don't see how it could slow down the game that much. I mean, it's just gonna be like. You know, if a coach has a challenge, I mean, they're just going to be more likely to challenge stuff like that. Yeah, I, I get it. Listen, they want the call right, which is fine. Which is fine. But you know, I, you see, listen, I, I don't mind it either way. But I kind of, I understand, how, understand why the media would say it would take the game game slowly because, listen, the referee, the referees are not going to call the call everything right. They're they're not. They're just not. And that's how. It is a sports guy. I mean, look at basketball. Not every referee, not every referee is gonna get the call right. It's just, it's just a fact. Right. Yeah. It's a human error. Yeah. Yeah. My thoughts on it is it's gonna. There's gonna be either way. Everybody's gonna complain if they don't get the call right. Right. It's because so it's up and down. So we'll see what happens. Um. I. I hold on. I want to speak on this real quick. What is? What's going on? Uh, um. I just. You know. I. I like it because, you know, it's kind of fair, but at the same time, it's like, you know, how how many changes are we going to make to this game? Where, you know, part of football is like, you know, you lose and you win on stuff like that sometimes, you know? And I feel like that's kind of what, I mean, it's not fair a lot of the times, but I kind of feel like that's what makes football interesting. But, you know, it, it is good that, you know, it's kind of really like hold the refs accountable now, especially. But um, John, I got a question for you real quick since we're talking about the rules. What? What do you think about that uh, rule where instead of the onside kick, you get it fourth and fifteen on your own thirty? Yes, I like that. Me too. Because uh, no, you don't. Like that other team has a possession. At least try to get. Conversion or something, also I kick. It's hundred at hundred. The other team will get it because the other team never gets yeah. it. So Especially like since one. they changed the rule where you can't hit the guy who catches it. Yeah, I like that fourth. That would be awesome. What do you think, Vince? Not bad. Not bad. I, I, I like it. Um, but wait, wait. So explain. So explain to me that was. What do you mean by fourth and fifteen? Fourth so and fifteen. So it's it's fourth and fifteen on your own thirty. So you gotta go. Seven, you got to get the first down and then go another like fifty-five yards. Okay. Um. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I don't. I don't mind it. Now. I mean. I, I like it. I mean. I, I. I think it's fair. I think the the other rule they should do is for for overtime. I think another team needs like when your team gets a touchdown. I think the other team needs needs to get a chance. What, what do you guys think? I, I don't know. I, I think the overtime is. Uh, I mean. They're gonna. It's you know. It's the NFL for a reason. You know, they, those yeah. guys are paid. Those guys are paid to you know, millions of dollars to stop a defensive player. Like you can't say it's not fair. I mean, you can say that's not fair that, you know, the other team didn't get the ball or whatever. Like with the Chiefs, but 
you know, you're a you're a professional defensive player. You need to make a stops. You know, it's not like they automatically get the ball on like the thirty yard line. Like, yeah, you got to make a stop. But at the same time, it would be way more like, you know, people just love offense. That's just what it is. Yeah. What do you think of that rule change, Jonathan? You know, I think it's debatable. I, you know, these kind of rule changes, you got to wait and see how it all pans out. You can't really, you you can't really know how, how it will work until it happens, until they have to, you know, uh, enforce the rules. I, I I don't know. It's, it's an interesting one. Okay. Now, uh, we're going to dive into some NBA talk. Um, Who's, who would you rather have as your starting point guard? Luka Doncic or Trey Young? Mm. I'm going to start with Vince on this one. Okay. I'm going to be honest, and here you go. I'm going to go Trey Young. I, 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 I'm a fan of Trey Young. People were hating on Trey Young as, in the draft. I mean, uh, people were like, oh, he was not going to be good in the NBA. No, okay, yeah, crap. He's good in the NBA. Uh, he might be here. His comparison for him is Steph Curry. And that's what he is. I mean, that's that's pretty much what he is. I, I like him. He's not he's a Steph taking... Curry, but he's close. No. But but that's but that's that's my comparison. Everybody's I mean, calling him that. Which is Harrison? You because he does shoot deep threes and stuff. But Steph Curry is a way better shooter. Yeah. So no no no. no. Well, no, no only I agree. Steph Curry. No no no. I agree. But but anyways, but I was trying, I was trying to say here. He's listen. Trey Young is you know gets triple doubles. Trey makes you know get get makes his team better. And I, I think he's the better rookie in my opinion right now. I, I would choose Trey Young over Doncic right now. Period. Mm. What do you think, uh, Jonathan? The, the think? race for rookie of the year is close, but I will have to go with Luca. I think what Luca has done for the Mavericks is 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 impressive. This guy is tenacious. Uh, he plays with a lot of energy. He brings a lot of poise uh, to that that team. I, I like I like him a lot. I think he's definitely rookie of the year. Hello? Hello? Hello, yeah. I'm here. Uh, Trey Young has gotten better uh, later in the season, but Luca has yeah. been consistent all year long, and he's made a tremendous impact for the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, I agree. Uh, who do you take? You know, as a point, as a pure point guard, I'd obviously have to take Trey Young, but as an overall player, I'm definitely taking Luca because, you know, first off, Europeans, people that play over in Europe, and come to the NBA, they usually have a little bit of an advantage because, uh, you know, they play with grown men and they have the fundamentals and, you know, all that stuff. But, you know, as, like I said, as an overall player, I definitely take Luka because, you know, I feel like, you know, he has a better chance of sustaining his success at this point. And, you know, just the way he plays, like uh, John said, but you know Trey Young is is a great player, but Rookie of the Year right now, just from top to bottom, you got to give it to you got to give the edge to Luca right now. Trey Young I... definitely, Trey Young's definitely making a push for sure, and you know he's definitely you know the shooter. He's he's surpassed his uh, well what any of us I can probably bet thought he would be, and. You know, I would just I like them both. Like Trey Young has really surprised me lately, but overall, I would definitely choose Luca. I would choose uh, Luka Doncic. I love Luka Doncic's game, passion. He's very like he has that attack mentality, like a Kobe. He'll shoot in your face and talk mess. 
to me, Trey mm-hmm. Young is ta- Trey Young is talented, but I don't see the Stephen Curry comparison until you lead the league and or you get labeled as the best shooter of all time. Then he could be labeled as Stephen Curry. So then he's just another Trey Young. You can't. I think. Yeah. I, I think the difference is that Trey Young has not made an immediate impact the way Luca has. Yeah, I think that's the difference. I think it's a slower process for Trey Young. Also, Trey Young is is in a weaker conference. Let's re- let's realize that the East is weaker than what the West is. The West has more stars. Luca has more of a challenge in the Western Conference. So I think a lot of that plays a factor as well. Yeah, and Dallas is going to attract stars. Atlanta can't attract. Yeah, stars. but um, just you know. But I feel like Atlanta could, um, you know, as a city could attract stars. But um, you know, I see the comparison in their games. That's all I'm saying. He's not a Steph Curry, but the comparison to who he is most like, Steph Curry would be fair because he does shoot deep threes and he's a pretty good three point shooter, and he's got good handles and he can pass good. But uh, what's the next question, John? Let's hear it. Let me see. Let me run down. Uh, the two thousand, the two thousand. I believe one Lakers versus the Golden State Warriors. Who would win the that? Win that Can I go, please? The yeah, Warriors. Yeah. The Warriors, especially last year's team, that they will beat anybody. Hold on, I, I mean, I'm gonna throw that in there, but in what era though? That's it. Thing. Doesn't matter what, what era. Point. When you have when you okay. can shoot the three ball like that, I'm can't. You okay, just can't be beat like, like everyone's saying. Oh, the Bulls could beat them. Like, no, they, they would. You know, three point three is more than two. So you know, but who would stop Shaq though? In it the doesn't paint. matter be- if you let Shaq go. You know, and Shaq don't always play defense. Like he wasn't really. But yeah, but if it was in the Laker era or the two thousand era, Lakers. No, would bro, no, that. because going to wait Warriors. And in this era, you can have bad breath. If you fart wrong, you get. No, the, yep. bro, but That's the Warriors, <laughs> bro, I'm going to argue with you on that because the Warriors are just going to shoot anybody out of the game. Like, you, But even Kobe said it might be a hard, hard thing, too, because they run a gun. Lakers like to slow down, so they would have to pick and choose. Yeah. So, That's But, like, you know, it, the, the Lakers could not beat them four times, in my opinion. I would the Lakers would whoop, no whoop way the bro they can't match up <laughs> wait 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 Jeez, hold wait, up hold up man, stop man, stop stop ready man. here we go we're gonna match them up okay. are we going right, this go year's Paul, team go we'll go this year's team alright ready Shaq and then you got DeMarcus Cousins okay but and also Shaq's not gonna stop Boogie because Shaq doesn't really play defense power okay. forward Draymond Horse Grant who do yeah. they have uh, Horace Grant, Horace, I believe. Okay, so that's Draymond. Small forward. Kevin Durant. Rick Fox. Kevin Durant by far. Shooting guard. Kobe and Clay. All right, obviously Kobe. And Kobe. point guard, Steph. And then you got to go with the Warriors bench, too. They would just destroy them, bro. I'm sorry. But, but, but here's the thing, though. This, that team that I mentioned, the 2000, I believe, one Lakers, I believe it was, they were really coached. Bill Jackson will get them right, and they would beat him. Go! I want to hear. Bro, they dropped the game to my Sixers. That team, if I remember correctly, that team also played quality defense. Yeah, they did, but they they dropped a game to the Sixers, who had Allen Iverson and then an old, an old Dikembe Mutombo. So they were flirting with perfection that year too. But you can't, you can't win every game. 
Yeah, but you know they could not beat the Warriors. Would not be close. Today's. What do you think? Go ahead. Go ahead, Jonathan. They cannot beat today's Warriors. No. All the all the Warriors do is jack up threes. They don't play defense. They don't defend well. Shaq yes, was they the do. most dominant. Shaq was the most dominant center in the NBA. Yeah. Tell me how they will stop him. They don't have to. They could just let him get his. And then three points is more than two every time. You can't stop their whole team from shooting threes. They're going to lose. There's going to be a night where Golden State might not have It doesn't matter. That's what right. And they you have Rick Bro, Fox they can't the beat three. them four times. They would you, not you have. Had, you had Rick Fox who could shoot the three. You had Robert Ori who could shoot from outside. And Robert back in the 2000s. elementary players on that team. That could get yeah. it done. They couldn't that play at the Warriors' pace at all. But Robert Ory would play great. Once defense. they got down, they could not get back in the game. Uh, I'm here, Vince and stuff. Let me buckle my jacket. I'm just pissing me off. Here we go. Well, listen, uh, Kobe was unstoppable. I don't forget about that, uh, Paul. Um, and we we're talking about back in the day, back, uh, back in 2000 road. Shaq will bully everybody. And co- I, are you out of your mind? Steph can't guard anybody. Are you out of your mind? Steph can guard Derek Fisher. Stop it. Oh, stop. Oh, 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 please. I'll be serious. Oh, please. Oh, you Steph would have no, 40 stop. points on Derek Fisher. Listen, Kobe would have... Hey, hey Vince, Vince. All right, Paul, Paul, let Vince finish and then you can oh, dive sorry. in. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, bro. Listen, listen. We're talking about in the 2000s, man. I mean, we the Lakers play good ass defense. I mean, Doesn't I mean, Shaq, Shaq and Kobe will be unstoppable. Are you out of your mind? Hey, that's it's, two it, players just... compared to five. Well, wait. So wait. Let me ask you this: Who's a better Who's a better coach, Steve Kerr or Phil Jackson? Um, that, Phil Jackson. That doesn't matter. No, no, no it doesn't matter. It's because who, who has Who has ten championships as a coach? Phil Jackson. Okay. Who ha- who has uh who has three in about like five years? Good call, State. Let's keep it one hundred. Exactly. Steve Kerr so, too. So yeah. I mean, I don't understand. Like that you cannot. They once the Lakers get behind, they're not going to be able to get back into it. They can't shoot threes like that. Do you understand? Like being a good three point shooter in the era of the two thousands is completely different, and statistically. Defense is better now than in the 2000s. No, a lot of teams are getting 123 points and celebrating by giving up. Look at the stats, bro. It's it's defensively, the defense has improved since each era. Like people think the 90s and 80s had been. The defense has not improved. I would have to respectfully disagree. Defense has gotten worse. No one plays defense. That's why everyone has offensive or slots. So, so do you think that, like in in Michael Jordan's era, they played good defense? Yes. No, they yes. didn't. What they play today? The stats, bro. The stats will back it up. You gotta watch film of how bad they were playing defense in that era. I, I'll in the nineties, you can get it's horrible. Okay, that's fine. But in the nineties, you can like hit check so somebody. Yes. No foul. Nowadays, you can't touch anybody. Yeah, I like that competitive. You don't have to drive to shoot threes. I mean, it's just my opinion. Yeah. I understand. I understand. I respect that. Yeah, I understand. I mean, you guys are going to say that, of course, as your Lakers fans. Well. No. 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 Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Paul. Well, go ahead. You said we're Lakers fans. We are. But that, but that's—I saw that team play. They're really I well coached. I understand that, but 
Uh, how but, can they? They cannot score with the Golden State Warriors. No one has been able to, with the addition since Kevin Durant came. No one has been close to be able to score with them. <laughs> Kevin Durant might uh, might be the best overall player in that series. Over who? Yeah, over Kobe. Yeah, are you out of your mind? No. I'll tell you, man, of the finals. This oh time, my goodness, bro. Okay. He had a high usage rate. I love Kobe going up. He's one of my favorite players. But I'm just saying, the way they would match up, the Golden State Warriors have the advantage, especially when you go to the bench. Because you're going to have to go to the bench mm-hmm. sometimes. So. We would have we'd have Ori off the bench, Devin George. Yep. Tom Brian Hill. Saw. Oh, my gosh. But go ahead, Vince. Go. What would you have to think about the Kobe or Kevin Durant? Bear, shoot him, shoot him, bear, uh, no, no, no. Not even close. I mean, Kobe. How is it not close? Kobe is the type of guy that will score 80. Can, can KD score 80? Yes. Oh, he can? Yes, he could. Well, Kevin Durant could score 80. Yes, Kevin Durant. Yes, he can. Kevin Durant well, could what? score 80. In that era? That's In any era. That's not a fact. How is that not a fact? He could easily score. He drops 30 without trying. Like, why are you guys acting like, like Kevin Durant can't score every time? No, Kevin Durant's a good, good score, but... Kevin Durant is a prolific scorer, but I don't think he has the potential to, you know, take over a game the way Kobe can. He can take over a game, don't get me wrong, but he can't put up the points like Kobe can. Why could he? He he, he never, if he was put in that position, he could. He never had to. If he was ever in a position where it was just him, he could easily take He was in that position last season. Remember, if if I'm correct, it was game three. And and Clay Thompson and Stephon Curry had four shooting nights. Okay, and I remember he that. Many, dominated that game. Okay, but how many he dominated nights did Kobe have? Didn't he? Didn't he go like? Didn't he have something horrible in a game against the Celtics that they? Yeah, game, it was luckily, it was game seven. Yeah, you're right. Game seven. Go ahead. He had a horrible shooting night and he got bailed out. So, and he had a, and he had a fantastic shooting night in Game One against the Orlando okay, Magic. How many how many great shooting nights does Kevin Durant have? Hey, five beats three, five beats two, so that all matters. Okay. okay, so then Bill Russell is better than Kobe Bryant. Exactly, Kobe Bryant better than Bill Russell any day. Exactly. So you can't count rings like that. We've already agreed on this. But all right, what's your next question? Um, I I have to, I have to do it. I had to re-answer this question because it got talked about, but it, the person didn't fall through. So, Vince, explain to us why do you think Josh Allen's going to be a top four, five quarterback this season. Explain. Okay. Oh, here we go. Okay. All right. We have to talk about this. Okay. The only reason why I, I'm, I'm going to say this is because, because listen, the guy's talented. You just got, you just, if you're just handing on the guy, everybody's handing on the guy. If that's five, fine. Um, listen, I called, I called out Patrick Mahomes, and I'm going to call out Josh Allen. Um, I, listen, I know he had John Brown, Cole Beasley, but but this I, I just think he's a talented quarterback, John. I, this is my opinion, and you know, it's, it's, uh, listen, people people forget. Like remember, the Bills were a playoff game two years ago. 
Now, now all of a sudden, people forgot. Now, listen. But what does that have to do with Josh Allen, though? Yeah, okay, well, yeah, but, jo- okay, so, John, you're not getting, cr- so, so, okay, let me ask you this. So, you're not getting the Bills, Josh Allen credit for winning the games last week, last year? No, his record for touchdowns 10 and 12, 10 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, that's not good. Wait, 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 you can't name me a one damn receiver from the Bills last, last year. Okay, He's, okay, and? So, you're just hating on the guy. You're just... No, it's proven facts, like... Paul says about stats. Look at the stats. Josh Allen, ten touchdowns, twelve interceptions. Is that a good? Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. okay, okay, wait. So wait, wait. okay, okay. You, you know what? That's fine. You, you know, know what? what? In, 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 but in fairness, ahead, though, in fairness, though, it was only his rookie season. Bingo, thank he, you. He still needs time to, uh, you know, uh, adapt to the NFL culture. He yeah. still needs time to learn that. that but that what I get, I get that. But system and everything. What I, I get that, but you can't tell. So, Tell, put this person in the category with 10 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. You have to improve. To me, that's a garbage stat line. That's a garbage quarterback. Oh, it was, okay, okay, okay. Do... No, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Yeah, Let me but finish. it was only his first season. But still, but Vince made it seem like he's the greatest quarterback in history in the NFL. So we, we, we don't know that yet. Yeah, but he's going to be he's gonna be a decent quarterback. Until you put up numbers like Patrick Mahomes, Vince called it. He said that Patrick Mahomes is going to be a good right. quarterback. Like, nah, he's going to be trash. Right. Nope, 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 nope. It's too early to it's too yeah. early to judge uh you know his career. We we don't know uh what he's gonna be. You don't to know me, what I think I think quarterbacks are um, for me, let's say perfect example. Patrick Mullen. I, I always criticize him all year long, all year long. I'm like if he, tell, if he does something in the playoffs and wins the MVP, then I'll show him respect. Did something in the playoffs, one MVP, so I kinda Respect quarterbacks right. that do stuff in the playoffs. I'm tired of all these extort stat season. If you don't win a ring, it's, it's like Rivers. Well, Rivers hasn't won. Rivers hasn't won any Super Bowls. Right. Those stats don't mean anything to me. But until you win the Super Bowl. But you know what it is? People are so quick today to rank people's places in history. Yeah. How can you rank a player's place in history after one season? You can't do it. Because nope. you know Colin Kaepernick. He was a beast. Hey, he was a beast. He was. I remember Uh, him. He was good. uh, RG3 had a terrific season in his first year. What have those guys done since? None. Nothing. Exactly. So what you're saying, what you're saying is don't overhype quarterbacks in their first season. Exactly. Don't overhype any player for that matter because we don't know what they're going to be. Okay. And yeah, let's just want to get off the chest, man. And uh, another question. It's college basketball topic now. Do you think Virginia Tech has a chance to beat Duke. I'm gonna start with Vince. Go ahead. Vince. No, there's no way in hell. I, I don't think so. You got the guys eye on, and I don't think, you know, I know some people, some teams got a chance, but you, in order to beat Duke, you gotta shoot threes. And I'm not sure if Virginia Tech can do it. Now, listen, I got Duke in North Carolina. I'm sticking to it. I don't think no one could beat Duke right now, as of now. What do you think, uh, Paul? Oh, did he yeah. leave? Uh, Paul left. Um, Anyway, what do you think, Jonathan? I got Duke going all the way to the national championship, but they're going to have to play better than what they played last. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, guys. My phone, my charger was messed up. Okay. Welcome back. The question is, do you think Virginia Tech has a chance to beat Duke in the Sweet 16? Go ahead, Jonathan. I was starting with you. Go ahead. They're, they're going to have to play better than what they played against UCF. UCF outplayed them in that yeah. entire game, practically. They're going to have to really, really play better than what they have because you got to remember Virginia Tech 
did shock them back in February. Yeah. But what do you I think? I do Paul? think Duke will be better now that they have Zion Williamson because they didn't have Zion Williamson when they took on Virginia Tech the last time around. So now that you have Zion Williamson, uh, you, you have a chance to go very far in this tournament, and I'm confident that Duke will get it done. What do you think, Paul? Um, you know, it's a good question. Um, you know, like we talked about last night, I feel like there was a uh, you finally seen the chink in Duke's armor and that's Trey Jones you know if if they force Trey Jones like say they double down on everyone and, sh- and force Trey Jones to shoot the ball Duke is in trouble and I think if he starts uh, struggling early from the field I think you gotta put him on the bench and you gotta let Barrett play the one because he can shoot and yeah, I got I, it's the NBA, it's the NBA, excuse me, it's college basketball, Sweet 16. Do you expect Duke to go all the way? And then a team like Virginia might have said it's one game, both, both teams are going to be competitive at a high level, but that's going to be tough. Don't, I wouldn't be surprised if Virginia Tech won, man. So I'm going to go with them. Wow. Duke. wow, you know why? Because it's where amazing things happen in the NCAA tournament. Did we think, um, UC Irvine was going to be can uh, yes, Kansas I picked State? that. I did. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You picked that, Jonathan? Yeah, I picked UC, UC Irvine to get to the Sweet 16. Yeah, I did too. Dang. Dang. I didn't. I had Kansas yeah. Kansas State. There, there's them, there's always one uh, 12 or 13 seed that goes far. And uh, yeah. you had to look at who's the best team overall. But why do these why do these lower seeds go farther than the top seeds? And I want to actually start off by directing that question to Jonathan. So why do you think the lower seeds upset the higher seeds in the college basketball? Because they have nothing to lose. And people underestimate teams like that. Also, you know, uh, it's a it's a one or done. If you don't play well that night, uh, anything could happen. And that's what we've seen time and time again in this tournament. And there's always a sleeper. There's always a creeper. And you should never be surprised if a team lose because that's what this tournament uh, presents. You know, there's upsets, there's bracket busters, there's all kind of things that that happens in March. That's why it's called March Madness. So it never surprises me when a higher seed upsets a, a lower seed. Yeah, it, it just happens. Yeah, I listen. Let me jump into that real quick. I agree with what he okay. says, but I feel like the main reason that like mid-majors and stuff go far is because their teams are comprised of like a bunch of upperclassmen who have a lot of like camaraderie and a lot of they've been playing together for years and you know as to where you throw a freshman in there sometimes and freshmen still make mistakes you know what I'm saying Yeah. yeah yeah that's a good point they've been together for a long time they kept that nucleus together And, you know, that just helps yeah. them, uh, yeah. you know, get things Yeah, as done. to where the college is like Duke and Kentucky, they got the one and done, so there's not really ever... I mean, there's chemistry, but, you know, it's a lot different if you've been playing with someone for three or four years compared to... Right, what you, exactly. What, what do you think, Vince? Um, no, it's not shocking because it's like Jonathan says, there's, there's no pressure for the team, and listen, when the team comes hot... I mean, look at Leola. I mean, look at Sister Jean. I was supporting for them. It was an awesome story to see. So, I mean, you know, it's 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 not surprising anymore. It's, it's, that's why it's called March Madness. 
and this is, this is why I talked about it on my podcast yesterday. Majority of the people, like like on the Mike Mcsnell show, they're like, they're like, do you like upsets? And some people say yes, some people say no. The only reason why I asked that yesterday is because some people don't want to see Oregon versus Duke in the finals. People want to see Duke versus North Carolina because that would be a good game. I mean, what's your what's your thoughts about that, guys? I mean, go ahead. About what? What was the question? So okay, so okay, some people have a problem with upsets because they want to see like Duke versus North Carolina in the championship. No, why would we have a problem with upsets? That's part of the whole thing. That's what makes it. It's what makes it interesting. That's why it makes it probably the best playoff system. I mean, along with the NFL, that's you know what people like. If you got one game, it's not always the best team win. It's the best team in that day. Like you don't have to be the better team to win one game all the time. Exactly. Yeah. I got two more questions for y'all. Um, the question I have: What are you guys' thought process about Paul George telling Kawhi Leonard what to do in the offseason? Go ahead, Vince. You're the one that asked you that question. Go ahead and answer it. Okay. Go ahead, I'm just gonna answer this. Is this? Listen. Does it mean anything? No. I mean, could it mean something in the offseason? Yes. But listen. Uh, who knows what he told him? But uh, it's just he. Po- I'm. Just, I'm just gonna say is this. It, uh, it's. It may. Be, did he tell him to stay in Toronto? Who knows? But uh, I'm. It's. It's. You know, you know, it's. It, I don't think it's going to affect Kawhi's decision to stay or, or anything. So I'm not worried about that. People are like, you know, uh, you know, Laker, a lot of Laker fans I talk to say, oh, Paul George probably told him to stay in Toronto. I don't think he did that. Probably told him about life and whatever, whatever. I'm not buying that, whatever. So, um, yeah, bro, it's it's not a big deal in my opinion. But but I mean, I, I want to hear Jonathan and your thoughts about that, John, and also Paul. Go ahead, guys. Um, I'm gonna start. Um... Not surprised because I think Paul George is trying to maybe recruit Kawhi Leonard to go to State. Maybe Kawhi, Paul George is trying to recruit Kawhi Leonard to the Thunder, or maybe he's giving him advice like maybe don't go to the Lakers and all this stuff about Kawhi and stuff. I don't believe any of it. But go ahead, Jonathan. Go ahead. What's your thoughts? Well, some advice is not the best advice all the time, and you know it would be a decision that only Kawhi Leonard can make. I think Paul George is just trying to recruit like you like you seem to think you know hey maybe he's trying to get him to like you also said stay away from the Lakers but this really doesn't mean anything this really does not determine Kawhi Leonard's next decision quite frankly though I think Kawhi Leonard ends up staying in Toronto I think he likes it there it's an escape from the U.S. it's a metropolitan city the fans welcomed him with open arms I think he's happy there he looks content there he has been a totally different player since he's gotten traded to that team and he can help them get to the Eastern Conference Finals with the team that they have but I think this is something not to worry about at the end of the day Kawhi Leonard is a big boy and he can make his own decisions yep what do you think Paul in my opinion uh, yeah, I mean, you never really know, but I don't think it means anything. And to me, what I'm basing this on is Kawhi Leonard from what I've seen. I'm sure you guys will actually agree with me on this. His personality, you know, I feel like he's a very independent person. And I feel like it would take more than somebody telling him what to do to sway him one way or the other. Wouldn't you guys agree? Just the way he is, you know, it, yeah. se- it seems like he's his own man and, you know, he always sort of stays to himself, so I believe. Yeah, he I believe he'll make whatever decision he feels is best for him 
in his career, which at this point, I'm not even sure what that is. I mean, it looks like, you know, like he could he could stay in the East for the next few years and go to a couple straight finals, possibly battling it out with my uh, Sixers and the Celtics and stuff. But, you know, it's up to him. I don't know. I got a feeling he might go West. I'm not sure where. Everybody's saying the Clippers. I think he would go to the Clippers before the Lakers. But yeah. Why though? But because why? he's not. He doesn't. I don't think he likes that circus stuff that happens with, like that media storm that happens to LeBron. And he's right, not the right. guy that would say it, but I don't think he yes. would want to be second fiddle to anyone, Damn. and he shouldn't have and to be. Not only doesn't he want to be second fiddle, he's also a quiet guy, and he's dealt with enough drama with the San Antonio. Yeah, Spurs. yeah. I think that rubbed him the wrong way. Why he Good. wanted out of that that city. So he wouldn't have to deal with the drama. So going back to a, a place where there's a lot of drama and where there's a lot of attention on you, I don't think that's somewhere yeah. he wants to be. John, so John. the Clippers, he doesn't have that much of a spotlight on yeah. him because he doesn't seem like the type of guy that enjoys the yeah. spotlight too much. John, don't you agree that, uh, like you were just saying, though, like with all that stuff that happened with the Spurs and how much that got him in the media that would be a deterrent because that really did rub him the wrong way you know what I mean because that's not who he is at all yes exactly that's not who he is at all that does not define his character and I think that's why he would choose the Clippers over the Lakers they tried to make him look bad in the media too they tried to make him he wasn't a player and stuff and I know that's not him that's not him that's not true at all I think he is a team player I think wherever he goes he will make a significant impact He's a great defender. That's why he's won Defensive Player of the Year before, uh, twice, I believe, if I'm correct. And, you know, this is a guy who wants to be in L.A., you know, but that doesn't necessarily mean he wants to put on the purple and gold. There's another L.A. team in town. That looks good. And the Clippers could be the place where he goes because not only can he be the number one star there, but he can also avoid uh, any unnecessary drama that he might not want to put himself in. I think he would fit really well there, too, like, with that team. Why does everybody think that Lakers are going to get Kawhi? It's because we're having to lose the season? Say that again? No, I said everybody's saying that it's a dysfunction. I know it's some of uh, some of the stuff that's come out of the Lakers have been dysfunctional, but just because we're losing, they're bringing out drama yeah. stuff. Win solves everything if you're in sports, baseball, hockey, anything type of dudes to win. Win but John, let me. Can I answer that yeah. real quick for you? Go ahead. You know, I, I feel like, like I've told you, you know, you probably have better sources than me. This is just outside looking in from the East Coast. You know, this is how I feel. You know, it's been, they've been in a bad place for years, and I know it's supposed to be new management when Jeannie Bus took over for her brothers and stuff. But I mean. It just seems, especially with LeBron, it's always going to be a circus and something. And, you know, he's a great guy. He's a decent team player. But a lot of the times, like, you know, if it's not going how he doesn't like it, like, he just throws anyone under the bus. And That's why, that's why I, I, will, I, will, I wish Kobe Bryant and him were teammates. Because Kobe Bryant would light a fire on LeBron so bad. Because Kobe would push LeBron every day. Every day, that's why I wish Kobe and LeBron played yeah. together. I mean, what do you guys yeah. think? But what do you guys think? Go ahead, Jonathan. 
What do I think if he played with Kobe Bryant? No, no, no. The yeah. question was, why do you think people think there's so much dysfunction in the Lakers? Well, because they think LeBron is more of a drama queen than anything. And I think that's the media putting a lot of pressure on LeBron to perform at a high level. Even though LeBron has not performed at a high level, so that opened himself up to criticism by not being that assertive player that we've seen in Cleveland. He's been passive. He's been a little uh, apathetic. And I think that is something that's, you know, uh, opened him up to criticism. I mean, he still does have some of the best all-around stats in the league, but, you know, stats can only speak for so much. Right, right. And stats can easily get lost if, you know, your team is not winning. And the Lakers have been uh, uh, pedestrian all season. They've been in turmoil all season since LeBron's arrival. And I think that's why uh, the criticism uh, towards LeBron is heavy. Who's your team, John? Who's your favorite basketball team? I'm a Laker fan. Okay, so that's good. You know, it's good to hear someone from the... Not saying that because, you know, John and Vince, they do give the uh, Lakers pretty much a fair shake, from my opinion, especially being a fan because, you know, sometimes it's hard to be hard on your team when you have a lot of faith invested in them. But, But here's my question to you guys. With uh, you know, with Anthony, you know, all the speculation, and I'll ask Vince this first because I haven't heard him say anything. But with the speculation about them getting Anthony Davis, the only deterrent I could see it being for him is after the the three years after LeBron leaves, he's pretty much in the same situation as he was in New Orleans, but with you know with the same thing like he's going to be stuck with a bunch of not great players because of how much money it would cost you guys understand what I mean yeah yeah Yeah. go ahead Vince listen I'm not worried about that because I think Magic can attract stars I think people are calling it a circus because we're losing and that's it because people are like, oh, the people are like, oh, the Lakers are getting a star because of the bar oh, we got LeBron yeah but listen Vince there's a salary cap well well if people didn't st- people are calling the Lakers dysfunctional for two reasons. One, because they didn't pull off the Anthony Davis trade. Yeah. And two, LeBron has a reputation for getting coaches fired and yeah. you know, he also has a, a, a reputation for allegedly not listening to coaches and coaching the team himself. Yeah. You, know? you know, so that's how this all came about to begin with and so a lot of people feel that he destroys chemistry and that he's a locker room cancer and not a team player that's not true by any means necessary he is a team player it's just that the lakers are losing because they play individually for one and i think you know their morale was lost because of that trade uh rumor that went public and it probably shouldn't have leaked out like the way it did and after that the Lakers just wasn't themselves they couldn't recover from that and you know they never was able to fight through adversity and you know it just went downhill from there they came unraveled and they never got it together but do you agree with me though that um 
it could be a deterrent to Anthony Davis. Like, I want to hear your opinion on that. Do you think that, you know, because say they don't get a championship in the next, you know, say they get close, but they don't get a championship with mm-hmm. them two, and then Anthony Davis is in pretty much the same situation he was in in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, even if they're able to attract another superstar, it's going to have to be, you're going to have to fit it within the cap. So it would probably have to be a, like a second-tier superstar, someone like a, you know, not saying he's bad, but like a Kemba Walker or someone like, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it, it would be hard yeah. to have three max players unless everyone's going to take a pay cut. Right. Yep. I totally agree with totally that, man. Agree. But the final, que- the final question is... No, I wanted to hear what you had to say fully. Yeah. For me? Um, I... I'm not hating on the Lakers, bro. Don't think that. No, no, no. No, you're, you're keeping the buck hundred. And I feel like Lakers, Lakers fan, us fans thrive off that drama. And, like, look at Shaq and Kobe. There was a lot of stories back then with them two. But when you ask them now, they said it was all for show and stuff. Wait, can I, well, can I, can you, I ask know, you Lakers wait. fans? Wait, one more question real quick. Go ahead. Do okay. you guys feel like LeBron... As a, the, the great leader he's supposed to be do you feel like he almost didn't take this as seriously as he should have this year? yes 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 absolutely yes. yeah me too i thought you know i feel like he he felt like he was gonna you know be able to take whoever at least to the playoffs you know what i mean i feel like yeah. this year was a I, 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 I oh like go ahead felt, oh i'm sorry Go ahead, Vince. I feel like this year was an ex- experimental year that who fits with LeBron. And Shaq called it and John called it. I'm going to shout out to you, John. You called it as well. So go ahead, guys. No, keep going, bro. I don't want to say uh, that this year for the Lakers yeah. was a failure, though, because I feel like, you know, they now they really know what they got. You guys as Lakers, you know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. But, you know, at first I got the impression that he was just sitting back and kind of, you know, Helping the young players develop, you know, I felt like he took it upon himself not to be that, not to be too selfish of a player and, you know, kind of watch the young players grow so they could blossom into something uh, great. That's LeBron's downfall all the time. He's unselfish to a uh, fault. Right, right. But I feel like he should have been a little more selfish. Especially in the fourth quarter, because that's when they needed him the most to come through and close it out. And the Lakers had a number of, of games where they were up and they should have closed it out in the fourth quarter. And and a lot of people, I think, are critical of LeBron because they expect him to do what Kobe did. There's not going to be another Kobe Bryant. You can't get the same production out of LeBron that you got out of Kobe Bryant. Even yes. though yeah. even though yes. LeBron has a better game winning percentage by far. He he does, but he doesn't have that black that killer, yeah. Bummer mentality. Right. Yeah. He doesn't have that killer instinct in the fourth quarter. If he did, the Lakers would be in the playoffs for sure. He, if he had that killer mentality, he would no no one would be able to compare. He would undoubtedly be the GOAT. Would you guys I would well, agree. Can I, I ask you guys a question real quick? Yeah, go ahead, Vince. I, I I feel like he's not a killer instinct. It's because of the free throw. Because it's the free throws no. for him is really bad. Nothing to do with killers. No. That's, that's more. It's more than just a free. He's, 
free throw. It's his whole attitude, Vince. It, it has. It's just he's just a pass. You know, I feel like he's been expected to be great, and you know, his humbleness has kept him. You know, you can be humble and still be a killer, but. With right, LeBron, he's, you know, his whole life, he's been told since he was in, like, eighth grade, oh, you're the best, you're going to be the Michael Jordan of your era, like, you know, and all that. And he's, like, a really, he is a good guy. He's never been in trouble, nothing, none of that garbage. And that's a part of his personality, you know. What if there's more of a mental uh, uh, thing? I feel like it's that, too. Right. Yep, same here. But the last question for everybody... Um, how would Laker fans react if LeBron doesn't bring the Lakers a championship? And I want to start with Vince on this one. Go ahead, Vince. Well, it would be disappointing. It'll be disappointing because I, I thought when we got LeBron, you know, Stone will come, and you know, but it's that will be that will be that will, that that will be interesting in about three years. But it's it's it'll be disappointing, John, because with LeBron you expect championships. You do. It's it's either finals or bust. So if if they don't deliver, it's just would I be mad? I mean, you know, disappointed. Yeah, but it but you know it's it's you know it's just it is what it is. You know what I mean? I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, all we have to do is pray to God we, we get stars, and that's pretty much it. But it but you know it's just would I be disappointing? Yeah, I I would feel brokenhearted because I thought with LeBron, you know, we would win a championship. But go ahead. If we don't win a championship with LeBron in the next three years. He will be the most overrated NBA player in the history. Can I can I jump in on that real quick? Yeah, real quick after my thought. LeBron James will be the most overrated superstar to come to LA to never win a championship. I, you know what? I don't think the most overrated. I think he'll be more of a of a bus. Uh, yeah, that, that's the word. Not overrated bus. History. My bad. There we go. The Let's... biggest bus to go down Laker history, but I don't think he'll be the most overrated superstar uh, when he's won uh, three championships. What I meant to say was the most overrated to our Lakers jersey. Listen, listen, guys. Ah, makes sense. Guys, here, here's how I feel. Ready? I yeah. feel like, you know, you you can't completely say that it would be a failure because I feel like part of if the Lakers are going to win it, he's going to need, like you guys said, another superstar. Or he's counting on possibly Kevin Durant leaving. Some one of those two, and you know, I guess if you know if he gets another superstar, because you know, pretty much that's all he was saying. It seemed like you know, give me one tier one player, and I'll take you to the championship with the Anthony Davis stuff. That's how I feel. But you know, even with another tier one player, you know, maybe they could do all right against the Warriors, but I don't think they would have enough firepower to beat the Warriors. So. You know, if Kevin Durant routes and DeMarcus Cousins routes, even though I'm not even completely sure DeMarcus Cousins makes them better, I, you know, I, I don't know if they could beat them unless the unless Kevin Durant leaves. Yep, and uh, I want to end this podcast talk, the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast Show. Thank you, Jonathan, for coming on. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you, Vince, for coming on. Thank tonight. you. Thank you, John. And thank you, Paul, for coming on. No problem, Thank you for having me. Talk to you guys later. Peace. Peace out.